Good morning. It's another beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo. You're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Brad Lawrence. He's a food tour guide. And he started his business with his wife, Maria, in 2012, combining great food, historical perspective, and a stroll about the town. Tucson Food Tours has been a favorite for locals and tourists over the last 10 years, and we're going to get their inside story here in just a few minutes. Today is April 24th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to the 200th episode of Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. Of course, you can reach us on the show with our email address, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We're on social media via Facebook and Instagram. Our past episodes are on lifealongthestreetcar.org, and our podcast is pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Well, as we're getting into the end of April in Tucson downtown, that always means a celebration of a very special plant in our heritage, and it's the Agave Festival. And it's held primarily at Hotel Congress, but it is certainly available in other uh, parts of the downtown area. But this is a an impactful agave celebration. And as you've heard over the years, we've done a couple of features on this. They really take the importance of that plant, not just from the alcohol that it produces, but all the ways that that plant is used um, in uh, in our culture and society and how important it is to our region. And that's a celebration April 8th through May 1st, mainly at Hotel Congress. There is a map of activities, a calendar of events at agaveheritagefestival.com, and you can see all about this. It's not just alcohol. You know, originally I think this started as a, a drink-making contest, and now they celebrate the history, the culture, there's music, there's food, all kinds of things interconnected with the agave plant. Also connected to food is our guest today. His name is Brad Lawrence, and he and his wife Maria started the Tucson Food Tours 10 years ago. This is before Tucson had that culinary designation. We were just sort of budding as a, a place to go for fine food in the downtown area. Not a lot of restaurants at the time, but there were a few, and Brad and Maria decided, you know what? We've been on food tours in other parts of the country. We wanted to celebrate Tucson's food heritage. Also wanted to highlight the history and the murals and all of the things that downtown 4th Avenue and Main Gate have to offer. So they launched this program. It's the uh, Tucson Food Tours. Got great reviews and we wanted to know more about it. So we sat down by phone with Brad to get a little bit of the details. Uh, My name is Bradner Lawrence. I'm the owner operator of the Tucson Food Tours. We've been going on for 10 years now, and uh, we do walking tours of downtown, 4th Avenue, and university areas. So 10 years, that's a decade. That means 19, I'm sorry, 2012 was when you launched. Downtown, 4th Avenue, that looked quite a bit different than it does these days. What kind of got you started in, in, in doing this? Yeah, there were a lot of changes, but a few of them were right before I started, coincidentally, um, 
I would say right around, you know, they, they completed the underpass to Fourth Avenue and the streetcar was around 2007, 9, 10. You start getting the 2010s, 2011, these restaurants start moving into the downtown area and restaurants, of course, on Fourth Avenue as well and university. And there's this real effort to improve the downtown area and bring in these local restaurants. Right at the same time, I went to Chicago went on a walking food tour with a little history in Chicago, had a great time, came back, was going to be hired as a firefighter. So I knew I'd have days off where I could do a side job. And I had a background in the restaurant industry. So all these things kind of coming together at the same time, the improvement of, of downtown and fourth Avenue, the bringing in of these local entrepreneurs, starting restaurants, the history in the area, um, combined with the timing of me wanting to start a business of my own. And it was something I was passionate about restaurants, the restaurant industry, food, um, meeting new people, always something I enjoy doing and showing them, showing these people around us some of my favorite spots to go to. So um, back then we, I looked at the hub, my a friend of mine, Kate Mislinski started the hub and I had bus tables and waited tables with him at Sam Fox restaurants uh, previously and, and other uh, jobs I had had. And so I texted him, Hey, you want to be on this food tour I'm starting? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> sure. No problem. So it was a no brainer on some of those others. I had to start the um, relationship with uh, from square one. So restaurants like El Charo, who've been on the tour since the beginning, they're always very active in the community and they're very open to things like this, even though they don't need to be on a food tour for exposure. They're the type of, business minds that say though there's nothing negative about bringing foodies into my restaurant and showing them what it's about and so those are some of the, a couple of the restaurants that have been on since day one there's other restaurants that for various reasons couldn't stay on the tour whether it be covid or or they've closed down things like that so um, on my original tour there's places that don't exist anymore at least in the downtown area but we were going to La Casina, which is still there. Um, originally, we were going to a place called Monkey Burger. Uh, we went to Empire Pizza. Empire Pizza is super small, so our groups became consistently large to where it was tough to find a spot for us in Empire Pizza. So even though we don't stop in there anymore, we still pointed it out and let people know, hey, if you want a really good slice of New York pizza, pop in there. And uh, Riley opened up a couple of years after we started, so... We went in there. That's another one. You go in, you instantly think, yeah, this needs to be on the food tour. Uh, and the ownership there, the family that owns it is very receptive and has always uh, been a really good partner of ours. Uh, and then we had newer places that have just opened up within the last year or so, like Chingada Cucina is very new. We stop in there now, a little love burger. So we have these places that we're, we literally went out a few days ago and tried out a um, pasta place called Sarah that's brand spanking new. You know, we're always trying to keep our our staples on there, uh, the ones we've had from day one, but also always trying to see how can we fit in the new place, the new funky spot that's opened up that needs some exposure. When, you, when you're doing these tours then, are you going to all of these places or is it select restaurants per, uh, or do you go to one restaurant? We try to go to six different places on a tour, st- six different actual food and beverage stops. Wow, that's, um, that's, there'll be other history stops along the way to kind of talk a little bit about history, but yeah, it's a lot. 
So and then I'm assuming then you just have little small courses at each each, each place and and uh, have an opportunity to sample and with the idea of getting people to come back. Right. Yeah. And my goal overall is on the food tour is that you had enough for a good size lunch. You're not hungry at the end. I would, uh, if I owned a restaurant, you wouldn't leave the restaurant hungry. I'd be embarrassed if you did. Uh, and if you're taking my food tour, I don't want you to leave the food tour hungry. Um, if you're if you're not full by the time you leave the food tour, it's your own fault for not finishing all your food. So <laughs> I just that's my personal thing i i can't have people saying i didn't get enough food on a food tour because i've actually been on food tours where they're more history focused they say it's a food tour but it's more history tour with some uh snacking involved uh whereas this is a food tour with a snack of history we always just cover the most interesting parts of history that we can look at and talk about um, but before we get into too much detail or too long long-winded with the history uh, we move on to the next spot to get some more food and a margarita or something, you know. So try to keep it keep it fun and not bog too much down in history, but but still have a good combination of the two things. Do you find um, a lot of people that live in Tucson take the tours, or are you mostly uh, catering to out of town guests? It's funny because there's about a third of our guests are from out of town, and about a third of winter visitors, you know, snowbirds, I guess you call them, uh, and then a third are locals, and a lot of times. The locals are brought by friends from out of town, oddly enough, because the person coming in from out of town is going to Google what to do in Tucson. And then you see me with a plate of tamales. You're like, hey, that looks fun. <laughs> and then the, the person they're visiting is like, I didn't even know we had a food tour. This sounds totally cool. They go on the food tour. They learn about some places they might not have gone to. Or even if you've gone to these places, it's still fun to, to take your friends from out of town to, instead of just taking them to your one favorite spot for lunch, you take them to six awesome spots for lunch, basically by signing them up for this food tour. And then people from Tucson end up learning um, through the history we do more about Tucson than they ever thought they'd know. So um, there's an advantage for anybody, whether you're from Tucson or not, to go on the food tour. And it's a, it's just a fun time. And, and uh, yeah, so we're pretty much divided in thirds by locals, temporary locals and, and out-of-towners. So. A food tour with a snack of history. We're going to be back to the interview here with uh, Bradner. In just a moment, but first I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number one eight. 2420 Nova NMLS number 3087 VK number 0902429 Equal Housing Opportunity Welcome back as we get back into the interview here with uh, Mr. Lawrence of the Tucson Food Tours you know we started the, the show by mentioning their origination was in 2012 before a lot of the celebrity had come to the Tucson culinary scene. And now we're going to focus a little bit on what that has meant for uh, the tours and, and how they've seen a change in our Tucson restaurants. When, when uh, Tucson received that UNESCO uh, city of gastronomy designation, did that, did that change your business? Did you see more people interested in, in the food environment in Tucson? 
I did, I had probably, we do a maximum of 12 people on a tour just to keep it personal, but I'd say after that came out, that was a few years after we had opened, they, we got that designation, so we were pretty pumped about that, and we're like, wait, we're already established as a food tour here in a city of gastronomy, so lucky us, um, but we'd have probably out of 12 people, at least two or three people on every tour asking about this UNESCO designation, and so we've incorporated into our actual presentation and um, we actually have one of the people who works for a nonprofit called UNESCO City of Gastronomy Tucson um, coming on a couple of our tours this week to, um, you know, scope it out, see what it's like, because they're obviously about supporting the local uh, gastronomic scene. And that's what we're all about, too. So are there many others? I, I mean, you're the only one that I know of that's actually doing this regularly. Are there other tours right. out there? Uh, there's a, uh, like a biking tour where you eat tacos. You go to taco places. Okay. Sounds pretty fun. I haven't had a chance to do it myself. Um, there were a couple of ladies that actually took my tour and decided to start one as well. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, got to love that. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's supposed to be the best compliment, right? Uh, I, I it's guess. Best form of flattery. <laughs> I, I guess so. And now, so. do you do any other besides food? Because I like I live in downtown and, and I cover a lot of things in, in this area. Like we have, you can't go a block without hitting a new brewery. Do you do like a, a brewery tour? Or is that is that just not on the list? We have done the brew distillery tour, and we can arrange for those um, as kind of a custom private tour. If you have a group of friends, if you have like twelve friends, which isn't usually too hard to get together for a brewery tour, we can do a custom one. Uh, we used to have a regular. We call it a brew distillery tour because we go to breweries and distilleries. But um, post-COVID, we haven't fired that one back up again because it is um, the least signed up for of our tours. And the places have really changed their hours, especially breweries, changed their hours. Independent distilleries no longer open. That was a big, like, that was our last stop, and it was a really cool one. So it's kind of like, okay, Maybe next season, around September, October, we'll start looking into redeveloping that as a regular option. But if someone's interested, says, hey, I got a you know, group of friends coming in town for a little reunion. Can you arrange a brewery tour for, for us? And I'll make the best brewery tour you've ever been on. Just basically what I do is think, what would I want to do if I was on a brewery <laughs> tour? And, uh, and then I design it, propose it to you, and look it over, see where the stops are and how many tastes we're having at each stop, and decide yay or nay. So. And so then your tours, it's not just downtown. I was looking on your website, and I didn't know that you go 4th Avenue and Main Gate. So you're you're along sort of that streetcar route. Is that art or is like downtown your, your most popular one or, or does it again, vary based upon who's, who's coming into town? Well, the downtown one is the original. So it's, um, it's usually the one people take first, but right now I'm really liking the fourth Avenue university called the fourth Avenue main gate square uh, route just because there's places on there that, I haven't been to myself as much as the downtown one, which, you know, like I said, I've been doing for 10 years. So I, I like the university main gate, but they mm -hmm. both are different. They're good in their own way and they're different in their own way. So there's two completely different types of areas. Downtown usually has more investment behind them. So they're locally owned restaurants, but they have more investors. Whereas fourth Avenue and main gate has um, literal mom and pops places where I, I describe a lot of them as food trucks without the wheels. They're real mm -hmm. small spots that do a very specific type of food really well. 
uh, in a cool way. And uh, so they're, they're kind of funky too. There's a different history, obviously, when you go down fourth in university, there's other history we discuss. Because like I said, we try to focus on the history we're actually looking at instead of giving all the history of all of Tucson. Like this is the history of these areas we're walking through. Yeah, so and, there's different history, and I think I think a lot of people might not be aware of of the amazing restaurants that are on Fourth Avenue, because um, they are smaller, but they are some really uh, good places. And, and I don't know if you have a chance. Are you able to get into to Boca Tacos or anything with with Maria? We have that has been a stop before, um, but they with the way we work the food tour logistically, it wasn't working out. So we just obviously point that place out, talk about it, um, but. Uh, with the way they kind of have their service set up for 12 people to just come in and out, you know, for one taco mm. each, it's kind of puts too much of a stress in the restaurant. And I'm more about being an advantage to the restaurant, <laughs> you gotcha. know, right. and, and being a hindrance. So if we see it's like kind of causing some friction, no, no hard feelings, you know, we want to uh, go to places that uh, aren't going to stress out when we go there. So, um, the just the way the the restaurant's set up and it's usually pretty busy or sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't so sometimes it's like yeah come on in with 12 people and sometimes like ah you know what we're busy can you circle back and well we're kind of on a on our um set schedule here so like i said no hard feelings but we do point out so we go to restaurants that i love to eat at but i still point out all the other restaurants on the route that are good and some people will say like well you didn't say anything about that restaurant. I was like, well, maybe I just didn't have the best experience there, but I'm not going to talk negatively about anybody. And I don't know if I just caught them on a bad day, but I will point out all of my other stops that we can't go to. Like um, drunken chicken used to be on the tour and they're just so small after COVID they, you know, obviously their capacity was like 12 people and that's how many people have on a food tour. So um we still pointed out like, Hey, this is where you go. If you, if you're walking around fourth Avenue and you want to get, uh, you know, fried chicken with waffle batter around it and a piece of bacon wrapped around that on a stick, you know, like really funky things like that. So we go to like Percheron on the fourth Avenue route, which is kind of cool. We get a Sonoran dog there. I always wanted a reliable Sonoran dog stop on my food tour. And finally we got a place in Percheron there at the box yard. Um, we go to Tumerico, which is, it's vegan and I'm not a vegan at all myself, but I cannot deny how good those tacos <laughs> are at Tumerico. So, uh, <laughs> we go there, we go to Lindy's, obviously a classic has been on the food network as well as Tumerico has been on the food network. And then down on university, uh, we're going to, we just started, um, this route back up and we added on a place called Alibaba locally known locally owned by a woman from the Middle East who has really good, interesting Middle Eastern food. The last tour that went there said it was the best falafel they've ever had. Um, and then a, a cool place called Baccio, which was owned by a guy named Andy. And he just recently sold to the people who own Gentle Ben's and they're keeping it at an Italian style place, but that's a, a good stop to go to, especially if people are going to like Centennial Hall at the university campus for a show. You stop at Baccio and get some good Italian food before you uh, walk into the, to see the show. So. And it, now are any of your, uh, do you have any, like, uh, do you do your own podcast? Do you have any blogs or, or, or is it just information through the tours? Um, it's just information through the tours of, 
I've written a couple blogs a while ago, and I'm not really keeping on it too much, but um, we have our website and our our social media pages that basically we don't just post about the tours, but if I happen to go try a new restaurant that isn't even close to the tour route, but it's a cool new spot, I got to post some pictures about it and tell people about it. Hey, if, you know, here's a new spot on this part of town, check it out if you're in the area. So I don't, I try not to um, just stay on tour stops and the tour. I try to also kind of expand to, to let people know about fun food stuff in all of Tucson. Well, that's fantastic. And then I, I guess sort of one question before we wrap up these, I think you and I met, cause I, you know, we talked about the fact that we do some historical tours, nothing with food and a lot of people want to know more. So I can send them your way, but also I'm getting more calls for mural tours. Is, is that something that, that, that you're seeing that people really want to kind of combine that art and food? Yeah, I've, I've had that too. I put together a custom mural tour for some, uh, for a group the other day. And what's good is the both downtown and fourth Avenue tours, you're, st- you're going to see about five or six cool murals just being on the regular old food tour. You know, you don't have to take a specific mural tour. You take the food tour, you get history, food, and you get murals, you know? Okay. So, and it's really cool because like the side of Rialto Theater there, two of the murals of the three are changing depending on the acts coming up at the Rialto. And like the other day, the guy was out there finishing up the mural as I was driving by, you know, so the paint's still fresh on a lot of those um, murals and they're always changing. So we do go buy a bunch of murals on a regular tour and talk about, um, talk about them, point them out on the other side of the Rialto. There's the big one of, um, Bill Walton riding a jackalope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we got to go out of our way to show that random mural, but uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them on there. So, so let's talk logistics. Are, are, do you do tours every day? Is it weekends? When, when can people, obviously, first of all, what's your website or how do people find you? <laughs> you can go to TucsonFoodTours.com. <clears throat> you should see me and jump into the air, clicking my heels together in a blue shirt as soon as you get to the page. Uh, so you'll know you're on the right spot. Um, and you can sign up there. You pull up a calendar and you decide if you want to do the main gate or the, the downtown tour. Both are great. Um, and the dates are posted. So if you see, oh, we got friends in from out of town this weekend and we, we went on there too late. It's all sold out. Send us an email uh, through our contact us and on the web page and say, hey, we got six people in town. Do you, would you mind opening up another tour this weekend? Uh, we'll do that. You know, we're, okay. we're very flexible. We, we just try to have three to four tours a week and that usually meets the demand. But if there's some special circumstances and you have a group of, you know, six or more people, it might be worth it for us to throw another date up there and have whoever it is sign up. Plus whoever else happens to see it's available, sign up because we are, we do sell out a lot. So uh, we don't mind if someone contacts us uh, opening up another date. Okay. And price-wise, is it, I would assume it might vary based upon what restaurants you're touring, but it's, it's, is it a price all-inclusive or do they pay the restaurant for their food? It is all-inclusive. So we just have the specialties of the house basically uh, lined up when smaller portions and they, so when you sit down, the food just magically appears. And if you would like to order a drink, that's what you're responsible for on your own. But as far as the food goes, uh, it just 
starts appearing in front of you and and hopefully we get some people uh, a little bit outside their comfort zone we try not to get too crazy we have some some food stops that are a little more you know um, for the people that aren't crazy foodies but then of course we have try to get some interesting things too that are going to really get you outside of your comfort zone but maybe you find your new favorite well fantastic well brad i'm i'm impressed that you've been able to do this for 10 years i mean especially considering where downtown was 10 years ago getting through covid back on track uh and you know a decade of doing this i I can only imagine the knowledge that is built up in your head And, and you do these tours personally right you're the one leading them I do. Uh, I also now have two employees because the demand for tours was so high that I couldn't do, you know, the five tours a week, four tours a week myself. So I now have two guides, both great Karen and Chris, and and uh, they'll alternate on which routes they're doing. And it just gives the, the people who are wanting to sign up a lot more options, availability than just me on my off days from the fire department. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So if you, even if you've taken a tour, if you take it with a different guide, you're going to have a different experience. So it's not like a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. I was, I was kind of helping Chris out the other day with a bigger group we had with some people that were a little bit, um, not quite as mobile. And so I was just there to make sure everything was going smooth, getting on and off the streetcar and everything on the fourth Avenue route. And I was just enjoying listening to his presentation because it's a little different than mine. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, I like how he did that. And, you know, <laughs> I, I just I find myself being, uh, you know, in the in the stands like a fan watching these guys do uh, Karen and Chris do their presentations. It's it's fun for me as well. All right. Well, Brad, I appreciate your time. I know you are busy, but we'll get people. Uh, we'll link to your website tucsonfoodtours.com we'll find you on facebook and, and make sure to link that as well so we can get reviews of your non-tour restaurants i'm kind of interested in those as well yeah i appreciate it enjoy the rest of your day and uh we will be talking soon thank you you as well all right Brad, thank you brad bradner lawrence of tucson food tours kind of got my uh my mind salivating over what to to do for lunch this afternoon and as this is our 200th episode, we thought food would be a, a nice addition. Um, ties closely into my heartstrings. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Episode 200 is done, hard to believe. 200 episodes, and I haven't even scratched the surface of all the cool things happening here in our urban core. I want to thank you for being along with us for this part of the journey. Looking forward to our five-year anniversary later on this year. And thankful to all the guests that have come on the show, all those of you that listen and provide suggestions for our topics. Today was a favorite of mine. We got to talk to uh, Mr. Lawrence, Brad Lawrence of the Tucson Food Tours. And if there's one thing I do enjoy about 
being in the downtown urban core areas, the amazing restaurants that we have. If there's ever a topic you want us to cover, something that's a hidden gem you think we should all know about, send us an email, contact at lifelongstreetcar.org. You can also hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. That's one of the ways we, we like it the best. You can just tag us in something and we'll, we'll do the research and get it on the air. Got lots of topics lined up here for wrapping up um, this first half of the year, May and June. It's hard to believe we're talking about six months into it. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today. We're going to leave you with a little parody music from uh, 2021. The song is called Food. I hope you have a, a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. Yeah, I like food. Do you like it too? There's so many different flavors I can choose.